And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. Uh, it's that show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about this week's releases of comics. For those of you who don't know, new DC comics come out on Tuesdays. New Marvel and indie comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, October 13th, to talk about everything that came out this week. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And it's not just the comics that I read. It's the comics that all three of us have read. Who are all three? If you're watching the live stream on Twitch, uh, .tv slash The Keeg Show, you would see exactly who's part of the show. But if you're listening to the podcast, you know, no sweat. Uh, you can't see us. You can just hear us. And that's, you know, wherever you get your podcast from. Let me introduce them. First, he's been on the show before, so he needs no introduction. We got Michael Mead, a.k.a. Sure. Yeah, I love AKA comics. What? Let's do it. I'm not there yet. It's a slow process. Every, Mike, time, you're on, every time you're on, I'm like... <laughs> Have you have you figured it out? Not yet. It's it's almost there. There's like a committee going on. It's we're in debate. It's are you are you Coca Cola? Story. Are you Coke Classic? Are <laughs> yeah. you like let's go with just regular Coke? Comics classics. Let's let's go with that. Yeah, Comics fantastic. Classic. Thank you for having me on, Dimitri. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. That's why I always have. It you really on. is an honor. I absolutely love it. I know I say that. that you've time, been, you've I, been I do invited mean enough times. Okay, I do we're mean it. on. It we're moving really on. We're moving on. But what was that? I do mean it. Thank you. <laughs> New to comic talk, I feel like there's a specific breed of individuals that reads comics every week, and I'm glad that I could tap in to Drew Maxi, Drew X Deficit. Is it is it Drew X Deficit? Is it Drew? Is the X a space? Oh, so the Drew X Deficit. The X is silent. The X is silent. Yeah, just Drew Deficit. Throw that X in there. We respect the X, but it is silent. Okay, that's fair. I feel like. I feel like that's also like a rule that some people do in their relationships. You know, it's like, I, that's cool. You had exes, but they uh, got to yeah, be silent. Totally. I get it. I understand. Yeah. I don't want to hear yeah. about it. That was a really good, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. My reaction to that is like, not what it deserves because that was actually really funny and yeah. really quick and really clever. And uh, yeah, I feel like I'm just like, lost in that moment now <laughs> yeah i uh i used to write raps for lil wayne you know so i got all those puns then you got all too that big for all him. that wordplay you know yeah um no no i'm joking but anyway uh thanks yeah uh drew deficit what, what what's deficit uh so i was in uh when i was in high school i was in a band uh uh like all of high school and our our uh the second version of that band was just called the deficit because uh it was around 2004 we were a, a heavily political like punk rock band yeah and uh it was when uh george bush was running for re-election against mm. john Kerry, and uh every talking point was like oh the deficit this the deficit that and we thought we were being really clever we're like we'll call our band that and then every time someone hears that they'll think about our band but then turns out people have to know who your band is to think about you at all right um so it didn't work uh and then after a while um people just didn't know my real last name so they just called me that's ah, drew deficit and then it just kind of stuck uh it's a cool nice. stage name regardless of origins <laughs> you know uh drew deficit works um, yeah, I got that. I got that alliteration there. So yeah, it's good. And then you hopped on TikTok and you you kept the same. You kept the same. I name. just use it for everything because it's it's 
Like, I mean, I've been using that name for almost 20 years now. And uh, yeah, just every, every people just know me as that. So it's like, there's no reason to change it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us millennials, um, and I'm just going to assume we're all millennials. Uh, a lot of us millennials, like our first, like our first kind of taste of having a stage name was our like aim name, you know? Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Mine was super some, boring then. Don't, people, don't throw that at me. Is that I not, don't... what was yours? It was my, it was M Mead JR 15. Oh, that's not Michael yeah, that's... Mead. 15 i'm a junior but 15 when i did it <laughs> that's your twitter that's my twitter yeah i've had that for a while too so you know there you go uh, that's cool forever. Yeah. mine was mine was super speedster 11 because i ran track in 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 junior high and i was like i'm the fastest there is the fastest man there is fastest. guess who my favorite superhero was back then oh yeah black canary <laughs> yes, <Lantern>? exactly <laughs> yep 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 uh well green lantern and kyle rayner was one but it was wally yeah. west obviously obviously you know riding the lightning um we're here to talk about comics and that's not just more like, of a that's more was, of a speedy thing to ride the lightning oh uh roy harper speedy yeah yeah he's he's kicked it though he's he's clean he's been yeah. clean for years he's a dad he needs to be he has responsibilities right. i don't even know whether he has custody of Le- uh leon they're trying to find her that was in yeah they gotta crisis. find her they gotta find her drew what do you what do you read mostly because i mean we talk about everything on the show dc marvel indie like okay. what's what's your cup of tea when it comes to superhero comics i'm definitely like way more of a dc guy mm-hmm. um i do yes read the, i read the occasional marvel book um i mean like i'm not like against marvel at all i hate yeah. that idea that like you know, the, the, the like fake dichotomy that you can only be one or the other, you know, I hate yeah. that. Um, but for some reason, I just don't get into Marvel as much as I do DC. Yeah. Uh, however, I mean, like, um, I love Daredevil. I love Moon Knight. Uh, I, I'm really into the two Captain America books that are happening right yeah. now. I think oh, they're so good. Are so fantastic. Good. So good. Uh, it's like some of the best Captain America that so I've good. read. And like I, I thought for sure, like when they announced that they were doing that, they did that one shot that was like the special. And the I zero, didn't zero. Right? I didn't like it. Like I, yeah. I I I thought it was just really like milk toast. And then uh I I picked up both of the books just because I wanted to give yeah. them a shot and both of them are great. Were you, so, were you afraid? Were you afraid that Steve Rogers was going to be a little bit more right, a little bit more right, and Sam be a little bit left? I know Steve isn't, you know, no, right wing or anything, but do you I feel like it wasn't? That... It was going to pull its punches because it was Steve, and then Sam was going to tackle heavier issues. No, I, I thought. Um, truth be told, uh, I kind of just thought they were going to be run of the mill superhero books. Yeah. Um, which is like fine, but that's not really what I'm looking for anymore. Like, yeah, I've gotten to the point where if I'm reading a superhero story, I want it to be either a really, really good example of like characterization, like yeah. a writer who really knows how to write a character in an interesting way, mm-hmm. or uh, I want it to be like, you know, symbolic and metaphorical, yeah. you know, get into all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so like that, honestly, if I'm being honest, th- that is why I tend to skew more DC. Cause I feel like they do that more often. 
in my experience than Marvel does. Mm. Um, so like, you know, the most recent uh, Superman arc, the, the whole war world thing was, uh, I mean, you could boil it down to like, this is a story about what's going on in our world mm. right now in a lot of ways. Um, Cause it's about like, yeah, it's about Superman going to another planet to fight the evil empire there. Yeah. But it's really about like instilling hope in a time when it feels hopeless. Also there's genocide and yeah. like, propaganda in a fascist state yeah and and and, you know um people trying to not just destroy a group of people but destroy their entire culture at the same time and like how does superman fit into that also like how do you know this group of characters that he brought with him how do they fit into that you know that book though that that storyline though is like also i love that it's I completely agree with everything you just said, but I also like the fact that it's, it's, it's at the surface level also just this really cool, like John Carter. Nod. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Like even if you, even if you don't get the the underlying tones of that book, you can just enjoy it for this cool, like sci-fi space adventure. Yeah. It, it, thing. it really Carter has. Nod. It's so cool. It's so it, good on all levels. It's so good. It really has just kind of like a cool mix of something modern while also being something pulpy. And like, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I think it's the best Superman stuff in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe since uh, uh, Morrison's Action Comics, which oh, I sure. thought I thought was great. The New Fifty Two one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't read that. It's done. I, I was kind of turned. I mean, New Fifty Two is where DC lost me because okay, before the New Fifty Two, I was mostly DC and a little bit of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And my Marvel was increasing as I was learning all the two-bit C-list villains in Marvel. And it was increasing. I was like, okay. It's around the time where, like, Hood is, like, bringing all his, like, C-list villains together. They're just, like, really bad, like, just not interesting villains. But anyway, the point being is, uh, and then DC hit New 52, and I was like, I will give it a shot. Oh, wait, no. This is I'm, horrible. I'm and getting I did not my like TikTok it. now right, real, real quick what oh okay yeah <laughs> uh and like new 52 lost me and that's when i went almost completely to marvel i read a couple of titles in dc sure. but almost completely marvel i i essentially did this like big huge switch yeah and then now i'm like now i'm like 50 50 i'm reading like trying to read everything from everything you know but <laughs> dc sure. and marvel are new 52 is so polarizing though like it really was like there there wasn't too much middle ground with the new 52 there was it, a- some amazing books and some garbage books. Yeah, yeah I mean, depending on what you read, I mean, yeah. like all most of the stuff I read, I thought was great. There was yeah. some stuff that, like, I didn't keep. You know, like I tried it uh, and I didn't keep up with it. Um, but like Batman, yeah. Batman is like the mm-hmm. crown jewel. Everybody talks about how great because it was Batman relatively untouched, was. right? Yeah, it was great. Um, well, same with the great like Green Lantern stuff too. Green Lantern and, and Batman were rev- relatively Well, yeah, Jeff Johns decided to keep all his stuff going in it, so everything before the New Fifty Two still counted. Yeah, going forward uh, after so I, that was really easy. I used to think that Jeff Johns loved Wally because of his writing for Wally. Like I loved his run, so I mm-hmm. assumed he loved Wally. But then I think I realized that he loved Barry the whole time, yeah. and he was just trying, like he was just stuck with Wally until Barry came back. He's just a good writer, so like, yeah, like so but he like, can just write a character. Barry came back, he ditched Wally like a hard, like hard. a yeah, you know, 
Um, he did do a little like silent X during the uh, what the rebirth one shot uh, right before the start of rebirth. Like it was all like a Wally ode to Wally yeah. West a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, so I don't know. I, I read a lot of DC and a lot of Marvel and not too many indies, but I rely on you guys to like show me what indies to read because I don't have all that time, but like I got some time to, to see yeah. in some like, you know, non cape stuff. I'm um, on cape stuff, sure. I, yeah. I don't read as many indie books as I think that I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I try to read as a, a good amount of them because like to yeah. me, that's where like that's where the really interesting comic book stuff is happening right now yeah i mean like like i i think that you would have to you know have your your head completely in the sand to not know that saga is like mm-hmm. what is driving the comics industry right now is it saga I, I, alone because once brian k vaughn and fiona staples showed like indie books have existed for a long time, sure, but Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples managed to get like an audience with an independent book that nobody had ever heard of before, right? With a relatively unknown artist, like Fiona Staples, yeah. pretty much was just known for, I don't know, doing she covers. did Route sixty six at Vertigo. She was doing some. Um... She did a story that I absolutely loved uh, from uh, Jonah Hex. She did this one-shot issue of Jonah Hex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By uh, Jimmy Palmolotti. I Like, that was mm. super good. But yeah, she was, like, her big thing before that was uh, was Route 66 of Vertigo before they yeah. shut down the imprint. And, and like, I, I knew about her from doing, like, the covers to Deviate. Uh, the, like, the, the... Yeah. I forgot. It was, like, a mini-series of Deviate. Mm. But, uh, but, yeah, and, and you know they basically got i mean we're talking like sandman level audience of like people who don't read comics read saga yeah and, i was about to yeah i was about to say there's a yeah. lot of people who only who only read saga nothing else yeah and and it's it 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 kind of revitalized the independent comic scene mm-hmm. uh and now, like everybody wants to do, Rick Remender left Marvel <laughs> so that he can just work on creator-owned books because yeah, they showed that you can sustain yourself through it. Now. Uh, especially if you're trying to get a, a, a network deal, right? Like a licensing I mean, deal. Yeah, you you a lot of them right? talk to I Mark mean, Miller. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Mark Miller, like his comics are just storyboards. Yeah, they're just storyboards. This is his idea farm for uh, shows yeah. and movies. I, uh, I hate that so much. I hate it. I hate, I get, uh, there is part of me that gets like a little bit offended every time somebody goes, oh man, that would make a great movie. And like, why can't it just be a great comic? Why does it have to mm-hmm. be a movie? I agree with you. I appreciate all those mediums, but I do know that like, I don't want a straight like adaptation. I want like it to be a little bit different, right? Yeah, an interpretation and, rather than and that isn't yeah. to say that like I that isn't to say that I like hate when they adapt things. I just yeah. watch, you know, I watch Sandman. Sandman is my favorite comic book of all time. And I watched the show and I loved the show. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. Is that the is that a real number one or is that the facsimile yeah. cover that no, just that's came a real out? One. Nice. Oh. Very cool. Uh yeah, I mean, I love, love Sandman. 
uh, really liked the adaptation and I'm glad that it exists. But I think that there's just something kind of like people always kind of like argue with me when I say this because I they they think that I'm like putting words in their mouth. But at the yeah. same time, um, it's a very like Kurt Vonnegut thing to say. Every time you say something, you know, oh, that would make a real that that deserves to be a movie. The brother of that thought is, oh, yeah, it's the not good enough better. the way it is. Yeah. And then movies is a step up. Yeah. Like it's a more valid form of media. Like, yeah, everybody's going more people are going to see a movie than read a comic book most of the time. Right. But it is infuriating to think that just because more people, uh, uh, I don't know, experience it, that means it's more of like it's it's that's that's the real thing you know the quality that the quality is linked to the viewership right like yeah that the medium itself is better than it's, any given medium it's the know? same analogy i give everybody all the time mcdonald's sells more cheeseburgers than anybody in the world but i will be damned if that means they're the best cheeseburger ever right sure. it's just I, the I, mo- I, com- most I completely agree with you on the fact that I don't think it's a better medium. What you're, you're what you're saying is that you know that it, uh, it lessens the value of the comic book. I completely agree. Do I, would I like I them more? I, I like the the attention it gets to comics though. Like yeah. when when you have a big and more eyes see it, more people and, are going and, to willing to try it. That aspect I like. And I think that's that's what you're a talking whole about different... though. Like I said, I agree. Like it's yeah, not, I think the comics are just as good or just as valid of a medium for sure. That's a totally different conversation. Uh, <laughs> like whether or not you know does does it get more people interested in comics? Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. It would be sure. ludicrous to at think least that it look doesn't. at them. Yeah, at least to yeah try them. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I I think that I'm a person who reads comics because of a movie. So like sure. I can't even you know like I can't say that that's not true. Mm. Uh, I'll I, I I do follow like there are certain people or certain comics that I only read after the mcu does it moon knight shang chi i didn't read them before but i can go back and i can read stuff but like you don't need to read not shang chi comics like moon knight i know they had like a good run before right but like you know but i didn't really uh i didn't really care right eternals i like the you know i liked the current run but not i don't i don't want to go in the past and read eternals because eternals does not interest me whatsoever um there are some books that came out that are Eternals related this week because Axe yes. Judgment Day has been nonstop for the past couple of months. I do want to know what you guys read this week so that the people out there sure. listening are like, okay, they're not going to talk. They're not, they're not talking <laughs> they're about- They're not going to get to this week's comics? They're Just not gonna, like the philosophy of comic reading in general. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm down. Let's do that. Start that show, Dimitri. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, for I'm, three I'm, hours I'm, in the I, I, I have an idea, but- I'll tell you what, I have an idea for a new show, but you know, sure. I'm giving a, uh, uh, tomorrow, you know, if you don't, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a high school teacher, uh, tomorrow morning, I have a PD session that I'm hosting where I'm like teaching teachers how to teach comics. Oh, okay. Uh, our, our curriculum, uh, has like several comics on it this year and, when I was in our early PDs in the beginning of the school, before the actual school year started, I just heard a bunch of people talking about comics as if they were just easier forms of reading. And I'm just like, that means you don't know what yeah. they are. No. And so the beginning of it is all about like, 
this is what comics are and here's what they aren't, you know? Thank you, Drew. That's fantastic. You and like, uh, um, uh, I am live streaming it uh, on TikTok at 8 a.m. Central time. So there you go. Like, that's so cool. Like, that needs to happen more. Like, I... I got my that, was my that was my plugging voice. Yeah. Yeah. I got all all through high school and like I wasn't able to do allowed to do anything with 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 comics. Yeah. In college, college, I got my English degree. No English professor would let me do anything with comics. I'm getting my master's right now in English. No professor still won't let me do anything with on a collegiate level uh, with, with comic books. And so it's ridiculously frustrating. So Drew, thank you so much for doing stuff like that. Teachers in general that bring comics into the classroom yeah. and in an appropriate way are fantastic. That's Brian Long and Ambrosia. Um, yeah, we get amazing. a lot of a good amount of the guests on comic talk are teachers yo i i tell you what uh i really like ambrosia's channel uh, like her tiktok a lot mm-hmm. um yes. i don't think that we've ever really interacted with each other mm. but uh i i love seeing her stuff uh just because she is like a teacher like me yeah. also i mean she works with like special ed yeah uh so it's totally different animal yeah. but uh I mean, captain but- comic rex is brian He's also a teacher as well. I didn't know that. But we'll yeah. we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about that later because I have some ideas, uh, Drew, that let's, I'd love to loop you in on. Let's let's um, uh, talk about this thing. Yeah, uh, I want the I want the full list of, of what you guys read. Um, full list. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Drew. First, do you have the uh, a list of what you read and then I have, the issue numbers? I have the books that I read right here. Cool. What what do so, you got? And I got the issue numbers for you. So you tell I me have, the book. I'll tell you the issue number. Batman Incorporated, number one. Mm, yeah. Um, I read Batman versus Robin one and two, because when I started to read two, I realized that I did not read one. So. <laughs> you were like, there's a and big like, thing in that. What is, you're like, uh, the story just jumped for it. Like, oh my uh, God, okay. Um, yeah. I read Kaya, number one, okay. uh, which apparently came out last week, but for some reason my shop had it in my poll this week. Yeah, which is all good for anyone out there who's reading comics. They don't only go on sale for a week. So you could pick up. Past, <laughs> yeah, you can pick them up. Later. You know, I just don't have the image for it because I only have this week's images. Yeah. So, you know, um, what else? What else you got? Uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number, yeah. what is it? 16? 16. Yeah. And then Love Everlasting, number three. Um, and then I picked up all these books that I just haven't read yet. So, oh, okay. Did you read, did you read Daredevil 4? No. Uh, I haven't. I haven't read Daredevil two or three yet, so that's why oh. I didn't get to four. Did you read Do a Powerbomb five? I have not read Do a uh, Powerbomb three or four, so that's. Not mm. I'm so glad you're reading it though, Drew. Like it's probably one of the best indie books out right now. I, I'll tell nice. you what, man. So I, I, I have an appreciation for wrestling. I wouldn't even say that I'm a wrestling fan, but just the concept of like using your body to tell a story is so fascinating to me. Mm. Um, and also I'm like obsessed with the people who would become wrestlers, uh, like the, what, what type of person would do that, you know? So like, I'm really into anything that's about like the history of wrestling or getting to know like the character, like the people behind the characters, actual wrestling. I don't really care about, but all that is to say that I think duo powerbomb is such a cool concept for a book i mean yeah. um who would have thought wrestling and necromancy would go together but it does <laughs> super uh, well uh, <laughs> super well it reminds me of uh, not to get super off track here but it reminds me of uh do you guys know uh the mountain goats yeah just in general 
like 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 the band the mountain goats yeah. oh no i just thought you meant goats that climb up mountains just mountains no. and scream but okay so there's there's this like kind of indie folky band called the mountain goats and uh it's really just kind of one guy writing songs about stories he wrote and sometimes like he does entire concept albums um where it's like one long running narrative or sometimes it's just like songs that all have a similar theme uh and he did an album called uh the mountain goats beat the champ and it's all about pro wrestling um mm. and it has songs on there like a song called unmasked where like a character it's like a wrestler's uh uh like persona is singing to the wrestler oh. and essentially saying like uh you know like um at the end of this match I'm going to, you're going to take the mask off and you're going to show everybody who you really are. And it's going to be like, not in a triumphant way. It's going to be defeat, you know? Uh, and I get that vibe from do a Powerbomb when I mm. read it. It's like that same kind of like esoteric kind of, you know, uh, uh, using wrestling as like a metaphor for something else kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, um, big fan of that. I've got one of those stories in me too that I've been waiting to write for okay. years. So you know, someday there's been a rise of wrestling comics. I feel like there has. It, Michael, did you read Hell Is a Squared Circle? No, I did, did not. Did somebody else? Somebody else on this show mentioned it, and I didn't read it the week of, and then I went back and I read it. Was it just kind of like uh, an, aftershock comics? Yeah, I think so. It was like yeah. an eighty-page kind of thicker. Yeah, it was like comic. the big magazine style, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it I, looks like a black label book, but it's not. I didn't read that, but I saw it and I thought about getting it. It's interesting. It didn't change my life or anything. <laughs> it didn't change my life, yeah. You know? Um, it's good, though. Michael, what'd you read? You read a, a shit ton. Did yeah, you actually get to all of that? Yeah, I read all these. Um, oh, shit. Batgirls right. 11, Batman vs. Robin number two, Jurassic League number six. I mean, it's been like a, just a br- breathe because I got the, I okay, got the sorry. images of that. Batgirls 11. Batman vs. Robin, uh, Robin, Robin number two. Yeah. Jurassic League issue six. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man issue 11. Mm-hmm. Duo Powerbomb issue five. Mm-hmm. Hitomi issue one. Love Everlasting issue three. All Out Avengers issue two. Daredevil issue four. Immortal X-Men issue seven. Legion of X issue six. Punisher War Journal Brother issue mm-hmm. one. Star Wars Vision issue number one. Wakanda issue number one, Ellie's issue number three, and Lore Olympus volume three that just came out. Oh, I couldn't find an image for that one. It was like a vol- it was like a trade. It's a yeah, it's a trade paperback hard, hard mm. cover discount. Okay, it was the okay. it was Webtoon that they're publishing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool that Webtoons come out in print. I didn't know that. They don't normally. This is just it was so popular and had yeah. so many uh, watch views on it that they decided to put it in print and it's doing very well. So what about Wayne family adventures? Are those going to come out in print? I hope so. I think I'd they be very will. surprised with, if they with don't DC if backing them. Yeah. I would assume they would very much so. Cause Marvel infinite is that no, what's what's Marvel's web comics called? They're Marvel unlimited. Unli- unlimited. Is it unlimited? That's the app, right? But what's the infinity it's infinity comics. That's what they're called. Right. Yeah. Like Jeff the Land only Shark? debut on Marvel on their online. Yeah. Yeah. Infinity comics. Okay. So it's like Jeff, the land shark got his, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those do those get released in print ever? No, those don't ever. I haven't seen them yet. No, 
and I do the ordering for my store. I have never ordered yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, those are all, uh, you guys, you guys read some great ones. Uh, I read Daredevil four, Batman Inc. One, Batman vs. Robin two. Oh, did I say that? I also did Batman Incorporated number one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. 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 Uh, Son of Kal-El 16, Amazing Spider-Man 11, Immortal X-Men 7, and then Wolverine 25. Were there others that I really wanted to get to this week? Yes. Like DC's Terror Through Time. I love the holiday special anthology books, um, but I couldn't get to it. I didn't pick that up. And I, I, I usually look forward to those anthologies, but uh, I, it, it was a big week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think anth- those anthology books grew on me because I used to do like, live kind of radio tapings for those anthology books at comic quest shout out to comic quest out in lake forest where i technically first met michael but it's the greatest comic book but then really met him online yeah yeah um that's our origin story that was (laughs) that was it well it's it's one of those like oh in a sitcom (laughs) it's like remember that time where we like cross paths but we didn't become like main characters it was before the events of the series totally yeah it's kind of like that um so like i got a good amount but there were other ones that i i wanted to read and and i didn't really get to um what are you guys picks of the week number one book for the week um you want to go first michael yeah sure i i have two i'm sorry you always Uh, have two i know i can't pick ellie's number that's number three and daredevil number four Okay. Not a DC book this week, which is unique for me because I like Drew. I'm also probably a yeah. bigger DC fan, but yeah, Daredevil number four and Ellie number three. Drew, are you cool with Daredevil spoilers? We don't no. have to. It's no. a big okay. book. It's a big story. No, a big I'm not. Uh, how I, I, yeah, it's how a big far thing. have you gotten? I read it. I read the 650, which is really issue one of the new one, and I haven't read anything since then. Is that the one with the the glowing guy? Yeah, issue two. Yeah, is that issue two or issue one? Oh, uh, issue does issue. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, either way, this is like a new arc, though, right? In Daredevil four, because we're not dealing with issues one or two. Well, the big the big issue that Drew is talking about, yeah, he's kind of like tying up loose ends, right? That's what Daredevil is doing, and then mm, uh, yeah. especially with um, uh, I forget her name. Um, uh, 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 mcduffie uh you know mcduffie you know, um you know what i'm talking about yeah. but but this main oh, yeah. story that's been told being told from the uh the end of chip Zdarsky's original run and then also hinted at throughout uh devil's reign yeah uh, this is what we're touching on in the last couple issues yeah. and especially and also in a random issue of punisher because they're going to go head to head yeah hopefully um because drew you know what's up with the punisher right now yes i've read a couple issues of that I am also behind on that. Here's the thing about me. I buy comics weekly. And then what I do is I go, ah, I should read those. And then, and then what I do is I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's super normal. Like, yeah, I'm always having to talk to customers about comics that I read like two months ago. They're like, oh yeah, I finally read it. Cool. Let's, what was it again? So like, (laughs) I'm at this point now where uh, you can't, I know that you can't tell because, and you probably would assume that uh, I live at a super huge home because, you know, teaching really brings the big bucks. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my apartment is 
I've run out of boxes like <laughs> for comics and I haven't yeah. bought any in a while. So I just have them stacked up literally all around me right now. Like there's some like just like everywhere. in long and short boxes. No, they're just stacked up like oh. like uh, loose comics are just stacked up. They're bagged and boarded. I'm not an animal. Oh, but yeah, I'm not uh, crazy. To me. <laughs> yeah, calm down. I was like, whoa. Oh. whoa. But yeah, and so like after a while, I go, ah oh, man, I didn't read issue. I didn't read the rest of that Supergirl story. So then I have to go all around my house and try to find where I put them. Oh no, you got to organize it. I know, Rue. Come on. I listen. Don't worry, I was like that for so. I am the Don't least organized person in the world. I, I. I'm running out of space on my shelves because I went on thriftbooks.com. I, I get, I just get a bunch of trades all the time, even more so than I read. Oh, but mostly too. they're, they're stuff I've already read most of the time. But like I went on thriftbooks.com and I got a bunch of like specials and discounts and like put my mom's teaching, uh, uh, you know, discount on it. And I got 17 trades for 110. And like, um. All of them X-Men, because all I had to do was type in X-Men in the search and just click the ones I didn't have. Um, but I'm running out of space because for obvious reasons. And then there was an Amazon Prime Prime Day deal on Invincible Compendium 1. Yeah. Did you see my post on it? I did. And yeah. I went to see if they... Because I, I have, like... I have, like, the first... 14 trades of oh. invincible and so i was like oh if they have anything that i haven't read yet in compendium one maybe yeah. i'll check that out and then of course it's like the first nine books so it's yeah. like yeah that's everything yeah it's like the first 44 issues but uh it was like 32 bucks yeah but nice. i got it it's like a phone book yeah i'm like my shelves are literally to capacity without messing up the structure of like the spine yeah because it you know if you smush it too much anyway the point being is i'm running out of space boohoo me um but at least it's organized i think is what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like we we got there in the end got it all right organization I have, I have is the to. key to this story. I, ha I have to um uh where we're okay so your your pick was daredevil tell me about ellie's again because it seems like yes. orphan black and we've talked about it it's or like orphan sorry L's. yeah L's number no L's number three yeah 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 that's what it yes. is is it is that how it's pronounced yeah because it doesn't have an I in it it's E L L E E L E I guess sure okay L's yeah. um wouldn't that make the anyways okay um, L E would be E L L I E or yeah I it depends it depends on what language it's supposed oh, to be yeah. the Could language be. of origin. I'm sure, though, it's a play on the letter L, right? Like, for some reason, is there a thing in the story that L comes into play? Not yet. It's just about her different personalities and her trying to survive life. Oh. And there's this latest issue had a huge reveal oh. of what's going on. Yeah, it was pretty okay. intense. But the art is absolutely amazing. It's, like, very feathery and soft, but the story is very, like, not dark is the wrong word, but... Um, sad a little okay. bit but like sad in like a hopeful way like okay we, we can get there eventually right like she's working her way you know yeah. into like friend zone like she like i love the interpretation too because like each one of her different personalities has a different hair color but yeah only as the reader you know which one she always has brown hair like the rest of the it's it's the day in the life it's nothing like she doesn't have powers or anything she's mm. just you know is it inside with... out essentially an older inside out 
No, like, like not, not, I mean, her different personalities have in inside out. Those are her different emotions, right? These are like different mm. personalities, um, actually like taking over, uh, her, her consciousness and, uh, she's had trouble, you know, maintaining and even starting and having relationships and this yeah. is this high school girl right and so she's trying to develop and that she's finally being able to finding some understanding uh teenagers which is crazy <laughs> which yeah. is very difficult to find probably but yeah it's such a it's such a beautiful book and it's it's like like i said dana life if you don't like superhero comics this is a really really cool cool book to get into yeah and you There's... said is, is this the one that you said was a web comic no 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 that oh, one's okay. uh Lore Olympus, which is also gotcha, really okay. good, but it's this one's based off the story of Persephone and Hades. Mm. I'm, I'm looking at the, yeah, I'm looking at the the art for this uh, for L and L's, and uh, it looks super cool. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful story, and it's just very, it's it's very soft, and the tone is very soft, but it deals with a lot of like very love, hurt, and loneliness, and things like that. So it's really really. Cool. Mm um those are both good picks uh i i do want want to read l uh or l's uh mostly because like the covers just look nice yeah it's good i'm very kind of intrigued by the covers um drew what is your pick of the week i think i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go simple um this is my pick because it surprised me uh, and that's uh, Batman versus Robin 2. Interesting. Um, I, which... I didn't think that was going to be it, but okay. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, it's cool that Mark Wayne is writing for DC again. Yes. Um, yeah. I read his, I've been reading his like Batman and Superman book uh, that's out now. Um, and it's good. Yeah. But it's not blowing me away. No, um, no, it isn't. I love I, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, it's or not Batman vs Superman. Batman, Batman Superman. Yeah, the, the world's, world's finest. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Dan Mora. On yeah, the world's world. finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art is awesome. Dan Mora. It's it's all very competent, and I've really been enjoying it. But yeah, I haven't found myself like. And it's fair. Yeah, totally. Mark Wade writing Superman to me just sets like a certain precedent, mm-hmm. and so like like I should be oh my God, this is as good as Superman birthright, you know? Uh, but I have oh, that felt was that Wade. Way. I did like birthright. Yeah. I have birthright up there. I, I have not felt that with that book. However, uh, reading this, the way that he's writing Batman in this book is really surprising to me. It's also, I'm liking it a lot more because I didn't know if it, anybody doesn't know there's a supernatural element to this book yeah um which i don't (laughs) i don't tend to like with batman Mm -hmm. but uh it's tying into a lot of like neil gaiman books that i love oh yeah Um, that was weird like right it has like characters anyway it it has characters from books of magic it has characters from from sandman And like, I didn't expect that. And so, but on top of that, I also think that it is just a genuinely really good uh, depiction of Batman. And having read so much Batman, it's kind of hard for me to be like a little surprised by like, by the way that somebody is, is doing Batman, you know, especially a writer giving him like a very specific voice. 
And so, um, yeah, I've just, I've, I've really, I really enjoyed these two issues. I said, like I said, I, I read them both tonight back to back and I was just kind of like, yo, this is really cool. And, uh, I think the art on it is really cool too. Uh, it's an artist I'm not familiar with, um, which is, uh, uh, I'm looking it up because I have to remember how to pronounce the first name. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I can't see. Yeah. Mama Azrar. Okay. Uh, really, really cool art. I've, I've been digging it quite a bit. Uh, also this is neither here nor there, but, uh, all of DC's books this month have new paper. Have you noticed that? Oh. It's not glossy paper anymore. It's almost like the older newsprint style. And uh, I is it because of paper shortage, shortages? I'm it's, sure that it's, it's just they're they're trying to make it as cheap as possible. But um, uh, they're still charging three. Well, five, yeah, that's why four, five seven dollars for their book. They're trying so. to make the production as cheap as possible. They're while... saving money, but put it passing along. That's yeah. my I, the business side of comics always frustrates me. But yeah, yeah. I but, think yeah. they should go back to newsprint and not do these high gloss magazine only for like the big maybe event books. But I like I like the newsprint ones. They make a comic a dollar ninety nine again. We can buy a lot more comics, but they won't do that. So yeah, yeah, very frustrating. Um, Batman versus Robin uh, was good. I forgot that it was. Um, I forgot what happened in the first issue, and I didn't get to talk about it when I did. Was that a week off of the comic talk? Point being is it did have that character who if you if you uh like books of magic came out before Harry Potter, that character mm-hmm. looks exactly like Harry Potter. Oh yes, Tim Hunter has so much. Yeah. He has a white owl, he goes to wizard school, like he's raised by his uncle. Like yeah. he's there's a yeah. lot of Harry similarities, Potter. And, and and they 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 had a settlement, like Warner Brothers settled with Neil Gaiman for an undisclosed amount a while back, like, oh. because they, uh, people assume this is why, like, because yeah. of the similarities between Harry Potter and books of magic. And they, it came out in, in London first. So well, it's very difficult for her to believe that she didn't see something like this. So Warner brothers though, didn't own the books. Like she wrote the books, which means. Yeah. But the movies, all the, all the, they didn't want to have to deal with all the. Right. When the movies you know, came stuff out. like that, but, but Warner brothers did she also take her DC. ideas off of him. DC. I mean, I mean, he say, but Neil Gaiman, they thought so. on Neil Gaiman on Twitter has explicitly stated that he doesn't think so. Uh, but he doesn't just think like, Harry Potter was taken by. No, he thinks that it's just it's just a very unoriginal concept in, in mm-hmm. general. I mean, th- not his words. That's kind of mine. But like, you know, yeah, like, oh, the wizard kid, wizarding school. Yeah. The kid who is actually like the chosen wizard, you know, had a crappy life and suddenly like, you know, that's like, I mean, glasses. Yeah. Owl. Maybe, maybe it's tapping into the uncle. same, into the Britain. same tropes as opposed to copying off each other. Like, yeah, that's correlation, but not causation kind of thing. That's, that's kind of how, how I think of it. And I mean, like, I don't really care because uh, Books of Magic is awesome. So uh, good. Like so that, good. that Neil Gaiman, that so Neil Gaiman uh, uh, Books of Magic story is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's also a really fun, uh, uh, like it, it, it's a really fun introduction to a Bring lot of the more origins. like magic uh, characters in, mm-hmm. in DC. Because um, you get like 
John Constantine, you get Zatanna, you get uh, uh, Phantom Stranger, you get, I mean, the, everybody's there. Mr. Yeah. E, Dr. Yeah, Mr. E. Like, <laughs> I love uh, the, I love. The, I think, uh, is, uh, is, is, is Faust in it? Felix Faust? He's, I mean, he shows up for a second, but Mr. Okay. E is part of the trench coat brigade right trench that's what brigade, they call yeah. they, that's what they call them and they had like this four-part miniseries that came out which is phenomenal just oh. about them the formation before they go talk to tim like it was oh so good i think what's most interesting is that they're willing to bring that character back now tim yeah when Tim's was the last time he appeared he was in the new 52 he had a he big in, run yeah he had a he had a big run with uh justly dark they were saved him and then after that oh. like sandman universe also had uh, has been touching on him they have this books of magic Right. Uh, Sam Universe out. Is, is recent though, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. he was recent, like the like one or two years ago. Interesting. He had a, a small miniseries with uh, with the new stuff. Yeah, he comes in every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. All he's, right. He's he's one of those characters that'll just like show up every now and again, just so that people who really like Neil Gaiman will go, oh yeah, that's cool. I mean, he, <laughs> he's supposed to be like the most powerful person, magic user in all of DC history. Eventually, right? You can't kind of he, hard not to will, use him. He yeah, will. He will be. That's the that's the fun part about the characters. Yeah, that's, that's not, what I'm talking yeah. about. He's kind of hard. Not, it's kind of hard not to use him every mm. once in a while with such a history. Yeah. Like a he just looks like Harry Potter. Future. He just. I tried. Uh, uh, he's a little I, more aggressive, Harry Potter. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I can say this, but I'm gonna say it. Uh, I. I so. I worked for a video game company to write a Justice League video game. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that I was supposed to do was like, oh, if you ever think of like Easter eggs and references that you can throw in, you know, please do. And mm -hmm. of course, they had to approve it. Like I had to be like, I want to use this. They had to decide if it was cool enough to use. And then if it was, then they took it to Warner Brothers and made sure that Warner Brothers okayed it. Um, and one of the things I was just like, uh, there has to be like Tim Hunter's glasses have to show up at some point. <laughs> and they were just like, glasses aren't cool. <laughs> it's like, you're not, it's not fun to have glasses on the screen. And I was, was like, sweet. That was, a, I was that like, was yeah, really but people who really like it will get it, man. Yeah. That would have been really cool. That was such a cool idea. Um, weird, but okay. <laughs> weird. Like, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good cool No, idea. in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's like, they're probably like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, they, they, they were not DC fans. Uh, yeah. Predominant. Well, I mean, like, not like deep DC fans. No, anyway. I mean, there's deep, deep. I mean, like, I know, I know an inker who inks like some really big DC or uh, Marvel titles mostly. Uh, no, he has done some DC where he's just like, I have no time to read this stuff. I'm like doing my job. My job is to ink these pages and he does an amazing, he's Eisner, Eisner award winning, but like, he just is like, I don't get to read as much. Yeah. And so like he says, he was like, I used to, but now I just, I do my job. It's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, that's a guy in the industry. So, so weird. Um, my pick of the week. Oh man. Oh, every time. Oh, it's tough. Okay. So, Batman Incorporated surprised me. Me like, too. I yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a yeah, lot. It's not my pick of the week, but it's very Maybe close because my standards it. were that so was, uh, You know what? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I went back and forth. Do I want to do Batman Incorporated or Batman versus Robin? And I picked yeah. Batman versus Robin because it has spoiler alert. Yeah. Let, in it. Let's let's talk about Batman Incorporated number one. Uh, it's not my pick of the week, but like, let's just talk about it because sure. this is a team of international quote-unquote Batman 
Yeah. That Batman has put together. Uh, but Ghost Maker is the new leader, and he's brought Clown. What's his name? Clown Hunter. Clown Hunter. Clown Hunter yeah. into the mix to kind of learn from Ghost uh, Maker, right? That's uh, the sickest design. I love Ghost Maker's design. Ghost Maker's design is really good. Thank you, Jorge can I, Menes. Can, oh, so can I? Cool. On the other end, I yeah. I hate Clown Hunter. Oh, okay. A lot I, of people I, do. I, I oh, hate yeah, Clown that's, Hunter I so much. I agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. I feel like he's kind of a. I don't know what they're doing with him. Clown, clown hunter, point. clown hunter is what happens when someone who like watched a TV show that had in the in the early '90s that had a punk rock character on it, and thinks, "Oh yeah, that's what that is," and then writes it into a comic book 20, 30 years later. Sure, I, sure. I just there's a couple of good things that they're not capitalizing on with Clown Hunter, like they originally just kind of made him this edgy character who was killing like joker people right yeah. like joker gang kind of people during joker war yeah, yeah. and like he has a like a, a tragic backstory his parents were killed by the joker right it was good okay but then like there was a whole mystery of who is clown hunter and then we find out then we find out his backstory i thought it was going to be damien um yeah yeah originally uh and then like he is an asian american character they need to capitalize on that. And they need to capitalize on the fact that like um, uh, uh, Ghostmaker is also Asian. And like in this group of Batman, like, I don't know, they need to capitalize a little bit more on that person. Sure. There's yeah. I mean, when it comes to clown hunter, uh, there's always like when they introduce a new Batman character or like a character related to Batman or something, you know, they're eventually going to turn no matter how complicated the the uh, backstory is or like morally gray, they're going to turn the character good. Mm. And I wish that they just wouldn't because a character operating in Gotham who like genuinely challenges Batman's no kill rule is infinitely more interesting to me than him going, hey, you shouldn't kill people. Want to join my team? You know, like, yeah. And it's the same thing with like what happened with Red Hood. Red Hood was, in my opinion, way cooler as like a, a villain to Batman than mm. this like mm. kind of Batman sanctioned anti hero. He slowly softened up though, right? It wasn't a switch. Well, yeah, of course. It wasn't a he switch, was... no, but it, 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 it took it just... years of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it kind of sure. like they kind of like guided us towards that, right? Like he started off when he was back from the day, he was a villain. He was there to kill Batman, everything. Yeah, Boom. He was chopping off heads. Yeah. And then later he was just like, I am an anti-hero and I still hate you. And I'm gonna kill people, but I'm not actively hunting Batman. Then it turned to like, I'm an anti-hero that's still killing people, but like teaming up with Batman. Like it kind of I mean, he, he went in. straight super villain for a second. He had the giant pill. Yeah, yeah. Was that when he was cape. a supervillain? And cape. It was during Grant Morrison's in the end of Grant Morrison. Was that yeah, the Batman and Robin. Yeah, when he was going oh, up against okay, Dick Grayson yeah. Batman. And he was yes. like supervillain status when he went back to his red hair, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he, he... By the way, is that canon? He, he, his red hair is natural? That was before the New 52. I don't think they've mentioned... To my knowledge, they haven't mentioned that he had red hair before since then. But mm -hmm. since everything's canon now again, so they... Sure, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> my head canon for hair color just like a couple of like connor hawk dyes sure. his hair right 
Like, do you think so? I don't, you I don't think, think he's a natural not bleach blonde. blonde. Like, I think he bleaches his hair. I think he sure, like dyes sure. it. Uh, uh, you know, I like the uh, new. Con- I like what they're doing with Connor Hawk. I wish they. Yeah, um, I hope they don't like let him go after the Robin no. series. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, Batman Incorporated, I thought was really cool. We get we get like yeah. a, a big team of like ones that I have to kind of brush up on every so often, like El Gaucho. Yeah. like yeah. they're not all batman parodies either right no, like some of them Knight? are yeah. inspired by batman and then some of them are like like el gaucho is like he's just like i just want to join batman's team right like he's like i want to run the team I want to, like whatever or the knight yeah yeah, yeah. um aren't, aren't they all um aren't they all characters they're like from the silver age or yes or... where there were parodies right they were parodies back then yeah, right? they were kind of they were kind of just like not. I mean, I, they weren't really parodies. They were just or kind of like you homages? know, like copies. Like yeah. like oh, Batman inspired me to be the man of bats, and I'm the you know the Native American Batman, right? And you know, but then the, you know Grant Morrison brought it back mm-hmm. uh, during their run, and like yeah, I know I this is a book that really did really impress me, especially because. Uh, I wasn't super big on James Tynan's uh, uh, Batman run. Sure. Um, I mm. thought it was very, very fine uh, yeah, with some like... stand standout moments with really awesome art. And so like... Uh, Which run was that? Who was the artist? Jorge, Jorge Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that Fear State? Joker War as well. Yeah. Because okay. I did not like Fear State. But the art was amazing. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I wasn't super big on Ghostmaker. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't super big on, like, you know, Clown Hunter and, and stuff. And then I didn't, I was kind of lukewarm on Joshua Williamson kind of bringing the incorporated idea back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, I mean, same. This was just a surprise when I read it. And I was just like, all of these characters have very unique voices. Yeah. And it seems like they're all going to be relevant to the story. Yeah. And uh, the uh, uh, John Tim's art is really cool. Yeah. I I will agree. Uh, Drew, I wasn't, when I first, Ghostmaker first appeared with uh, Tynan's story, I was also not the biggest fan. I uh, liked it. I thought it was a cool design, but yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of him in general, but reading Chip Starsky's Batman The Night series. I was about to say. Like, the fact he, that like it revealed- he's in there and really yeah. kind of see both him and Bruce's origin together, mm-hmm. how they grew up together. Like, yeah, I uh, it changed my view on him like crazy. So that's that's I like it. Oh, but I, I, I see. I see what you mean. I see. What you I mean. actively liked Ghostmaker in this issue. Yeah, like, me too. Yeah, like me too. I was like, I, you know, reading it, I, I was I was noticing that just like this is a cool character. This is like, you know, I and see then, his face more. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know his mask is cool. I get it. It's but I want to see his face more. Like I even like his like half mask like bandana thing he does sometimes. Mm. Like I like that thing too. Yeah. Um, I like there's like little things that they dropped in this issue, like Batman Japan, Batman of Japan or Batman Japan doesn't yeah. want to be called that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what my name is anymore. You can just call me Jiro. <laughs> it just it just does such a cool like the first issue of a story has to set up where the story's going but it also has to set up like all of the character arcs so clearly like his arc is going to be that he's figuring out who he is and how he fits in here which is great like it's it's obviously like that's a 
normal trope, especially in a superhero team book. Yeah. But, you know, genre stories are about how you take the pieces and put them together, not what the pieces are. Yeah. And so like, I, I, yeah, like I'm excited to see where that goes. And you know who I miss though? You know who I want in there? Night Runner. Night Runner. Thank you. Yeah, you knew it. Oh my Who's God. Night Runner. Runner. Who's Night I Runner? I love Night Runner. Night Runner His design is, is a, sick. Yeah. Oh. Night oh Runner God. is the uh, the French, French Batman. Yeah. Uh, he does parkour. Yeah. But he died, he, right? Uh, Didn't he die? No. Did he die? I don't remember. Night. And then I missed that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't oh, know. he's a French citizen of Algerian origin who lives in Eastern Paris. Yeah. He's so uh, sick. Maybe he didn't die. It, uh, yeah, because Dick Grayson, I went, uh, Batman went after him to get him to join Batman Incorporated when they were first doing it. Ugh, mm. I love that. He's such a cool. No, character. he was great. That yeah. that I what was uh, he was introduced in an annual issue, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, it was super cool. Right yeah. around the time that like or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And Batman yeah. of France. Batman yeah. of France. So um, and his, his design is sick. I love it. Who's oh. the Batman with the with the visor or like the eye like the looks like cyclops's thing but it's like a helmet but with a it looks like batman but like you're talking like like, is it one of the characters in incorporated yeah i got it on the cover let me let me let me remember oh that's night isn't it no no night's the girl right girls night yeah night night no not night uh Um, that's who she used to also, be the squire, but the original Knight died. Also, yeah. uh, that's who I was thinking about who died. Yeah, Night Runner is on the cover. <laughs> He's oh, Night right Runner there. is on the cover. Yeah. Wait, does he have a yellow sash around him, or am I, is it the guy behind him that am I looking at? Uh, that's the guy behind him that has the yellow sash. Okay. Jiro has so, the sash. So there's Jiro. And yeah. Then right there. Oh that's... yeah, there he is. Yeah, he's on the cover. I'm talking about the guy behind him, by the way. The guy behind Night Runner. Oh, isn't that the Batman of China? Is that? I could be wrong about that. I don't uh, know. Which it one? doesn't have that visor. Batman of China doesn't have that visor. Which one? The guy. By- oh, it's 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 oh, Wingman. Dusk, Dusk Ranger. What? Which one? I thought it was Wingman. His, his name is Dusk Ranger. Dusk Ranger. Yeah, he's he's this exactly guy. Like... He gets the the note attached to him. I don't. Um... No. Here. You're talking about this. This he's on. If you get a look at the variant, it's this guy, right? It's that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's Wingman. It used to be Jason Todd was dressed up as him, and then uh, Damien was. Wingman? He was hiding from Damien. Was his his little sidekick called Red Wing, or Red? Yeah, something like that. Oh, Wing, that's Wingman. I, see who you're I don't know about. if that's currently Jason Todd, but Jason Todd was the original Wingman. He was in the one of the first, the second volume of Batman Incorporated uh, during the new when the new 52 first started. It's when you first uh-huh. find Batcow. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I thought you were talking about a totally different character. Wingman. I, I don't know who the current one is, but it used to be Jason Todd. Are you thinking I'm one. talking about the Australian one? That guy's called. What's the Australian Batman called? I don't remember. I Dark Ranger. Think. You're thinking Dark Ranger. Dark Ranger. That's oh, the Australian one who looks like he has like a like an asbestos suit. He looks like yeah, yeah, Dusk Ranger. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. who I thought you were talking nice. about. Yeah. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah, no. Uh, it's Wingman that I was like, wingman. Huh, I wonder. I wonder wingman. Um, my, my true pick of the week, though, uh, as we run out a little bit of time, um, uh, we'll have maybe like 10 minutes more to go over everything quick. But I'll just give my quick review on it. Uh, Immortal X-Men's number seven ties in yes. with Axe Judgment Day. It takes place slightly, or I mean, it takes place kind of at the same time of like issue number five of Judgment Day. Issue six comes out either next month or the month after. It's like a weirdly long amount of time, right? Can we talk about that for a second? Which I think part? last time I was on uh, Comic Talk, we had a little bit of a disagreement uh-huh. on on uh, this is when we find out Captain America comes out, yeah. right? And you were like, you have to have Are you going to say I'm right? No, I don't think you're right. I still didn't think you're right. Because they, they, my theory, oh, wait, I don't think it's for Drew. Drew, are you, do you, are you okay with spoilers for Axe Judgment Day? I don't even know what that is. Sure. Cool. All right. <laughs> sure. I'm in this comic, Michael. In this yes. comic, they this say one. something that makes me believe that my theory could be correct. All right. What did I miss this time? I guess. Uh, what did I miss? Uh, I got I to look it up. I got to look it up. It's in the fi- like final. Because Nightcrawler takes his DNA, right? He, he takes his DNA, DNA and hands it to, Rasputin, right? Yeah. Doesn't say anywhere that he they modified him though. Uh they do say something here. Hold on. They and if you look at Trial of Magneto, as of this moment, Scarlet Witch is not a mutant and they revitalized her no, as well. She revitalized herself. She brought okay, herself. But it's back. still the same process. It's magic. Though. She used it's the magic. same. Pro- no, they use they use the five to bring her body back though. They used the five to bring her. I just reread it because I thought that's what okay. it was. They just, All I right. just reread it. They used the five to bring her body back. And as of this moment, I hope they make her a mutant again. But as of this she moment, she needs to be a mutant. I agree. I can. And I think they're going to retcon it that she was a mutant the whole. I thought that's what they were going to do with Trial of Magneto. That's what's frustrating with that book. I thought they were yeah. going to make her a mutant again, but whatever. But as In... of yet, they didn't mention anything about modifying her. her All... All I know, okay, yeah. So maybe they didn't outright say. I'm looking at the last page. It says our mutant gift is shared, and yeah, I think that because the mutants mutant, are doing it, but like they're sharing it. But how are they doing it? How are they bringing? Not I think everyone back? could do it. They just were hiding that fact. You don't need that's, to be. It's a possible, and that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, that's Good what issue, I'm going to talk. Good issue, though. Uh, I got a. You. What was the book that you guys read together? Or, not together, but uh, <laughs> page turn the page true. Thanks. <laughs> if you guys want to talk about it real quick, uh, I'll be back. Of course. Yeah. What do you think, Drew? What, what, what are you uh, thinking of this series so far? Um, so King. let me just say that I am a huge fan of Tom King. Yeah. Um, I really think that Tom King has an incredibly unique uh, uh, writing style. Uh, I agree with that. And I, I, I even, I mean, I know people love to like rag on his Batman. I think it's great from start I do too. to finish. I really do. I wish they would have given him a chance to finish it properly. It, 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 his writing oftentimes reminds me of like a mix of, uh, of, of like Alan Moore and Kurt Vonnegut. Sure, um, sure. And so like this book is being marketed as like what Watchmen did for superhero comics. This is doing for romance comics, sure, you know, sure, like, yeah. like that's, that's kind of like in the official marketing. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, <laughs> but a big part of that is I don't know romance comics very well. Sure, sure. That said, um, I think that this book number one is 
a giant puzzle that <laughs> I know, right? demands that you try to put it together. Yeah. Um, this new issue. The ending of this issue, man. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I, <laughs> there are times when I'm frustrated. I don't know what's going on. And there are times when I'm excited that I don't know what's going on. And this is one of the, the latter for sure. Uh-oh, something happened. We had uh, we had we had we had an error. What happened? Uh, Michael's video uh, stopped. <laughs> is is there? Uh, how long has that been happening? Uh, about fifteen to twenty seconds. Am I good? Hi, right, there he again. is. Yeah. yeah. Am I good now? Here we go. All right, cool. There he is. Anyway, right, yeah, I was could, talking for way too long by myself. No one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you could hear what I was saying. I couldn't hear a single word you guys said. No. Okay. I think last time I last I think I heard was that uh, um, about uh, the the ladder that you were. Uh, I I am excited that I find yeah. this book confusing. Yeah. Uh, that, there we go. Yeah, you're more excited than. I've only read issue one. Issue issue one kind of. You know, it throws it at you right out of the gate for sure. Yeah. Um, Michael, you're going in and out, just so you know. Um, but, but man, it just... It does it keeps... make more sense going forward? No. No. Like, but not in a way that it feels like it's just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's definitely yeah. like planned out that something is going to happen and it's going to pay off. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've really been enjoying it. I mean, it's, it, it is a romance comic that has some kind of like time skip multiversal reincarnation kind of thing. Yeah. Like there's, there's something bigger going on, um, in a way that it feels like it's playing with the fact that it is a comic book. Like it, it being a comic book seems like it's part of what's uh, of the story. Um, but it doesn't like reference that it's a comic book at all. It's not like self-aware in that regard. It's not like characters breaking the fourth wall, but it, mm -hmm. it the fact that it's being released the way that it is, is part of the storytelling. I feel like the concept is so hard to describe that like you just have to see it to believe it. Kind it, of it is it is legitimately it is a book that can only be done in comics because it would yeah. be too confusing if you did it another way. Yeah. Right. Huh. Um, I got to continue with it, but at the same time, I have not like I've only read issue one mm -hmm. and like there's two more issues and it's like, OK. Uh, I'm hope I'm hoping it pays off. 
I'm hoping it sticks the landing, whatever the landing is. I really think that it will. Uh, you know, when you were gone, we were both talking about how we really enjoy Tom King just yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't always enjoy Tom King, but I like, I like him. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have not, I have yet to read something by him that I don't like. Right. Um, but I think, I think we lost Michael. Altogether. Yeah. It's all right. We got Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see how Lover Everlasting three or, uh, the series goes. Mm-hmm. Um, did you read son of Kal-El 16? Yes, I did. Um, I like it. Like I, I like it too. I've been liking, I had, I've been liking the John Kent stuff. Um, I have yet to hear like a criticism that wasn't homophobic. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing I will say, I, I have not read all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I read like the first two or three issues. And then I did that thing where I stacked them up in different parts of my house. And now I don't know where they are, but uh, given that this was kind of just like, it's, it's clearly the beginning of a new arc and it's tying into when like, his dad comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured it was probably okay to to just pick up from there. Yeah. Um, you didn't read the previous like Bendix Gamora stuff? No. I mean, that's fair. You don't... Like uh, I have it. I have it around here and I will read it. I just haven't yet. I read it for the characterization and not for the plot because the mm-hmm. plot has a little more to be, you know... Ex- for like, sure. I, I, think, I think the closest thing that I can come to that uh, the closest thing to a criticism that I can come to is that it uh, it's all very, very on the nose with yeah. like what it's trying to say. But I also think that there's a time and a place for that. Um, yeah. And so I'm not mad at it for that. If, if, if it felt like, I don't know if it felt more forced, mm-hmm. I think that I would kind of roll my eyes at it, but I think what it's doing, excuse me. I think that what it's doing is um, sometimes it just needs to be done. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. And I think that, that uh, Tom Taylor's writing of John um, for the most part, I mean, it, it feels like his own character. He doesn't feel just like a copy of Superman. Right. He feels like a person who, is like what Superman would be if yeah Superman was raised here for sure but like yeah if he Superman was Gen Z yeah Superman wasn't born here yeah and he wasn't like there's also a generational difference it's not just mm-hmm. an age difference it's like I mean it's it's the comparison of like our parents when our parents were our age they weren't the same as yeah. us now yeah, because the sure. gener like the age is the same but the time period, the generation, that was different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's definitely an element of that. And, yeah. you know, like doing, there, there was something in this book that I really liked, which is like the panel of uh, John looking at his mother's cup and then like Lois also looking at the cup yeah. with the border splitting the two, you know, right down the middle of that yeah. mug. You know, and and you can see that like both of them are looking at it for different reasons, but also very similar reasons. 
Yeah. And, and just little things like that, I think are, are what comics are great at, you know, they can capture this very human moment without really having to say very much at all. Yeah. Um, in a way that like a film can't really do because you can't, you can't show like the actual separation between the two characters without the comic border. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it's just, that's, stuff like that is like why I love comics, you know, that you can do a very literary thing in a way that you can't do in other, other types of media. Right. Uh, the best comics are the ones that capitalize on the specific strengths of the medium. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. The u- unique qualities like Watchmen, the comic does something that Watchmen, the movie can never do. Yeah. I mean, Watchmen, and- the movie was just a movie. Yeah. Watchmen the comic um, was tr- like transcended that. Watchmen Watchmen is it is a showcase of everything that you can do in a comic that you can't do anywhere else. And right. and that's that's one of the reasons why it's so fantastic. People, you know, people who've read Watchmen once talk about how great the story is. It's very great. The story's awesome. That's yeah. about half of what makes it so good though. Yeah. Yeah, there and you go back and there's always something new. Yeah, uh, me personally, I like Kingdom Come better, and that's just a matter of like my interest and my taste. Mm-hmm. But I, but I have respect for watching. Yeah, and I think you know Kingdom Come. I think that that it is undeniable. I don't know that it's ever been explicitly stated, but Kingdom Come is undeniably a a response to the legacy of Watchmen. Yeah, you know, well, tenu- they were, it might have been a. a correlation as opposed to causation thing right because they were all kind of responses to 80s like the rise of like 80s stuff is that so what it like, is and then into the early 90s yeah like, like you know uh hardcore uh, shit i don't know if you've ever seen um the dc comics documentary that's called secret origin no um it's where, really where good can i watch it uh it is actually on youtube for free now okay. um i bought it i have a dvd of it that i bought a long time ago mm. uh um, it's really good, but there's a part in it when Mark Wade is talking about writing Kingdom Come um, and basically says the 90s were a time when the only way you could tell who was the hero and who was the villain was whose name was on the cover. And, mm. and, and that, yeah. that's kind of what inspired him to write that. Yeah. Um, and that is, I mean, Watchmen is being critical of the idea of the superhero to a point that makes them very unheroic. But people were like, oh, that's what makes a good superhero book. So they just ran with it. And then yeah. that's kind of how the 90s came. Yeah. Uh, comics, it's so it's so interesting that like comics, have, the 90s were like 30 years ago. That's super weird. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like just yesterday, but no, no, no. Um, and comics have also like come a long time. Who was I? Uh, who was I talking to? That uh, I forget. Oh, the uh, X Men ninety two, the the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's been thirty years, uh, so there's essentially thirty years of X Men comics that never factored into that show. Yeah, like X Men has doubled in because i mean it would have been 30 years at that point like right, yeah. like x-men is the x-men continuity has doubled since the 92 cartoon 
that's yeah. wild. That's that's crazy. You know, um, but I always I always thought that was easy or uh, uh, interesting. Drew, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, uh, I, I I I I I want to thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, I like I like talking about this kind of stuff. So like, I'm I'm always any literally anytime someone says, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast?" I'm like, "Shoot, I don't care." Yeah, I, absolutely, I do. I'll invite you for more. Then I'll invite I'll, you for more. I'll I'll, I'll gladly come do one it also takes a specific type of person to read comics week to week you know yeah yeah and i you know i try to do that as much as i can despite the fact that you know i do have like a giant backlog of things that i should be reading every reader of every medium has a backlog i mean i would say any enthusiast of any medium even like people who buy too many dvds and don't get to all of them i i you're is that what that's my shelf right there. Yeah. My, my DVD shelf. You can yeah. see there's some of my stacks of comics. Yeah. Uh, I have maybe, maybe 30 of them that I've never seen before. Yeah. That's, that's any like enthusiast of a medium, right? Like I have my trades and like, although I have read most of my trades, there are some that I've never oh. touched. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. There's, there's a place near me that um, they, they like, I used to work there for yeah. a while and it was really bad for me then, but yeah, uh, it's still bad for me now. Uh, they buy in used trades and um, when they buy them in, they resell them for usually half or below half the cover price. Mm. And then every single holiday weekend that happens the used stuff is buy one, get one. So basically like you're getting comics for a quarter of the price. Yeah. And I love it. I, man, that I just, suckers me into getting books that I would never buy if they were full price. I'm the same way. I mean, I almost, it has to be something that I really, really want for me to pay full price for a trade anymore. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everything, almost everything that I own now is something that i bought heavily discounted yeah except for like the weekly comics that i buy you know from my shop but like every every trade i almost will not buy one unless it's on a discount yeah and that's why i have so many that i haven't read yeah Uh, again same here same here um drew thank you so much for coming on the show thank you to michael out there who uh couldn't stick with us uh, the whole time he had to drop out you know a couple minutes ago um if you want to follow michael you can follow him on instagram at mike's comic life or on tiktok for the love of comics uh that's michael mead awesome guy drew where can we find you online um on whatever platform you can find me on every platform except Facebook anymore. I got rid of that a, a while ago. That's fair. Uh, but my name on everything is Drew X Deficit. X is silent. Don't pronounce it, but you respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Respect, respect and, the X's uh, that, I, that came before us. Yeah. I, I mean, you can find me Instagram. Um, you can find me TikTok. I talk about comics. I do... Uh, a recurring Watchmen series that mm. I, I I love to do uh, gets me excited all the time. Um, I have uh, I, I I have a Justice League video game coming out. 
I don't know anything about that because uh, I just wrote the script and turned it in. And then that was the end of my job. So anything, any information that is out there, uh, when other people know it, I will also be finding it out. So that's, uh, that's fair. I, I, yeah, I did a game show recently and it was radio silence for months until they just hit me up and they're like, oh yeah, your episode's going to appear on blah, blah. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. What game show was it? It's People Puzzler. It's okay. on Game Show Network. Okay. Like crossword slash trivia show. Uh, I forget when it's going to appear. The 26th of this month, I think. Very or cool. 25th at three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, three o'clock Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern. Cool. Uh, keep an eye out for that. It's either 25th I'll, or 26th. I'll check it out. And I can't yeah. tell you whether I win or lose. But really, it's all about how I played the game. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, the you know, the Justice League game, uh, I can't say much about it now other than it exists. It's coming next year. Um, it's a kid's game. But as soon as I can tell people about it, I will not shut up about it. I will talk right. about it forever. All right. So there we go. Uh, and if you want to, uh, uh, if anybody watching... Um, Tomorrow, which is uh, Friday, October 14th, 8 a.m. Central Time, I will be uh, live streaming my, you know, teaching teachers how to read comics with their classes uh, kind of thing. So yeah. if you're if that's the sort of thing you're interested in, uh, tune in. All right. All right. And again, I'm going to hit you up another time uh, later for uh, I have some ideas. Anyway, cool. we'll talk later about that. Uh, for anyone out there who is watching, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show. If you're listening to the podcast, you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and or and or iHeartRadio. Uh, we're all over the place. It depends on whether you want to see our faces or not. But either way, you listen to us talk. Uh, if you're on social media, on Instagram or TikTok, those are our two biggest ones, at the Keeg Show. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter at The Keeg Show or slash The Keeg Show. Pretty much anywhere on social media, you can find us. YouTube.com slash The Keeg Show. Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show um, if you want to donate back. Also, ComicShopLocator.com if you want to find a comic shop near you. Uh, we like to really push that, like support your local comic book uh, shops. Um, find the one that works for you. Find the one that vibes for you. We're putting together a list of safe comic shops that we personally can vouch for and recommend. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, safe and accepting, inclusive comic shops, because not all of them are like that. So we want to really shout out the ones that that we can vouch for. Uh, but other than that, this is Comic Talk. Uh, it's that show brought to you by the Comics. So once again, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk for October 13th. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.